Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's normally one of the better podcasts of the year. It's the anti-post classics preview, and we've also thrown in some horses to follow at the end. And um, there's only one rule for this podcast: no crowing about pre-existing anti-post positions or prices, because that's what pricks do, and that's banned. Um, welcome back, James. You're normally pretty effective at this one. Um, you, you are allowed to crow about some of the the one selections that you've had in previous years on this pod. Yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been a good one. The last two years, I think we've had um, a double figure winner in each of them. Obviously, we both liked Love last year, who won the Guineas. She also won the Orcs, but we didn't put up for the Orcs. Um, we both liked Peaceful, who won the Irish Guineas, but obviously we don't look at the Irish version, but. Um, yeah, I think Love was 20 to 1 when we tipped her. Obviously, in the past, we had Annapurna at 40s. So, and I, uh, I think I think that's it for big winners. But, um, yeah, we're normally not there or thereabouts. Yeah, hunting for value a little bit on the exchange is the mission. So, let's uh, let's start. We won't meander, um, as we've been accused of doing. Um, 2,000 guineas. Market is headed currently. I think Battleground is the 5.4 favourite on the exchange. James, who do you like in the 2000 guineas? I think this is probably, obviously, with it being quite soon. Um, I've, I've, I've played it pretty obvious in this, to be honest. I think, um, obviously, O'Brien's got the, a bit of a stranglehold at the top of the market with. Battleground, St. Mark's Basilica and Wembley. Um, and then you've got Joseph O'Brien with Thunder Moon as well. Um, I mean, O'Brien's just too good in this race, isn't he, recently? Um, so I, I do like one of his, but I don't, I'm not too keen on Battleground, to be honest. Um, just the fact that he's a war front puts me off. I wasn't keen on his British form either. He ran all right at the Breeders' Cup, but I don't know. I'm just not a fan, and I'm surprised at his price. To be honest, I think he's he's too short for me now. Um, the one I like is uh, Wembley, um, who was second in the Dewhurst. I thought he was quite unlucky in that race. Probably should have won with a better run. Uh, he's by Galileo. Um, he will prefer better ground. Obviously, Dewhurst was running quite. It was quite soft ground. Um, and I just think, even though he's had, I think he's had six career starts. I think he's open to the most progression out of the, that top of the market. Tim Mark Basilica is fine. Obviously, he won the Dewhurst. He's by Siuni. Um, obviously, Siuni's never had a British Guineas winner yet. Um, but he's a half to Magna Gratia, who did win the Guineas. So I mean, I suppose it's, it's all there for him. Uh, Wembley's just a slightly bigger price, and I did feel he was unlucky in the Dewhurst and the National Stakes. So, of the O'Brien um, free at the front of the market, I prefer Wembley. He's also the bigger price of them, which is obviously nice. Um, yeah, that's my first one. I've actually backed, he's the only one I've backed, so... Yeah. Do you want me? I'll go next, and then you can have a couple of others, because I've got three in this, but they're all a bit ropey. <laughs> and they're all a bit like just for the sake of taking on the front of the market, and you might want to throw a fiver or a tenner on them. You don't want to be back in these big stakes. Um, who's the first one I'm going to go to? I'm going to go to an unraced horse um, trained by Peter Chapel Hyam. Um, do you know that? Have you seen this one? No, but I think you need to stop talking already. Um, the horse is Saif Al Dawla. Um, by Frankel and out of the dam attraction. Um, so he's a, a full brother to Elacan, who obviously went off five to one, uh, five to one for the Guineas the year that Saxon Warrior won it and was beaten two lengths. And of course, in that Guineas, he was a neck ahead of Roaring Lion. Um, Elacan, of course, was a Group Two winner of the York Stakes, beating subsequent Group One winner Adeb over ten. Attraction herself won the English 1,000 guineas and the Irish 1,000 guineas, plus multiple other group ones. So that is an unraced horse, Saif Al 
dollar um, trained by Peter Chapel Hyam and a hundred currently on the exchange. If you like that one, I'll, so that I'll, is my first one. I was just checking it was entered. <laughs> is it entered? It is entered. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but Good. Check unraced horse. You never know. Um, yeah. But he is entered, so that's all right. Yeah, you can go again. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'd, I, I, normally, I would, it would be nice to look for sort of a bigger price one, but I just think that. I mean, they call the 2,000 guineas the last two-year-old race, don't they? Mm. So, I mean, ideally, you do want something that's shown, shown some decent format too. Um, and the only other one I liked, and it's not, a, again, it's near the top of the market. Um, it's be, actually been supported a little bit the last few days. One ruler uh, for Charlie Appleby and Godolphin. He won the autumn stakes quite impressively, um, which is obviously run at Newmarket the day of the Dewhurst. He then went to the um, the Vertum Futurity and he came second to Max Sweeney, but that ground was just an absolute, it was a, a disgrace, disgraceful ground really that day at Doncaster. Um, he will obviously be much better on a sounder surface and I, I think of all the Godolphin horses, uh, I think he is the one for them. Um so yeah, nothing, nothing too out of the box for this for me. I think, I think the top is pretty solid. That's where the winner will come from. Um, I, I, don't, I, I should mention Thunder Moon. I don't, I, I'm not a fan to be honest. That's why I'm not giving it much attention. Uh, by Zoffany, I thought he looked quite a speedy horse. I'm not sure he's going to see out this mile that strongly. Um, yeah, just Wembley's Wembley's the one for me. Um. Another high-priced one, Highland Avenue by Dubawi out of Lumiere. Um, he's the dam's first progeny. She was 114 rated, won the Sir Henry Cecil Stakes, which is a listed race over a mile at Newmarket in 2016, and came second in the Group 2 Challenge Stakes at the same track uh, that year as well. Um, just because I'm trying to find Dubawi angles to take on the Galileos or the O'Brien uh, horses, um, so that is Highland Avenue. Let's go and try and find Highland Avenue somewhere. Where is he? There he is. He's there at 75. So there you go. 75.0 selection and 100.0 selection. Um, another one that I want to throw in is Noble Dynasty um, by Dabawi again. Um, the dam is Alina. Um, the dam also had Barney Roy, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And also another 90-rated horse called Wisdom Mind. Of course, Barney Roy was second in the guineas behind Churchill. He was beaten a length. And then he went and won the St. James's Palace uh, at Ascot on his next start. So, again, Noble Dynasty there in 65. Thought could be interesting. Could be some value there. Spoiler alert, Tom. What? Noble dynasties and the horses to follow. <laughs> Oof, nice. Well, he's going to win the guineas, so it's all right, isn't it? Well, I'm not sure he's definitely, going to win the guineas, but... Definitely, definitely follow him. And then I like um, uh, Joseph O'Brien horse called Isle of Sark, um, who's by Kitten's Joy. Um, so, of course, the sire of Kamiko and Roaring Lion. Um, as w had one run so far, one at Dundalk over seven. Um Joseph O'Brien talked this also up a fair bit on the um, Betfair podcast he did with Kevin Blake the other day. I had him written down before that, but it was interesting when they started talking about him. It did sound like he might be one for later in the season, but I, um, yeah, I mean, the Kittens Joys have been doing well in this. So, again, at a big price, and I'm trying to find interesting stuff. Isle of Sark there at 70. So, there's Isle of Sark at 70 for you. Highland Avenue at 75. Noble Dynasty at. 65, and what was that weird Peter Chapel Lyman one? Saif al at 100, 200 guineas. That's a, that's a great way to put a fiver on each and lose 20 quid. <laughs> right, what about the 1,000 guineas? It's, it's interesting. Did you put up any in or Brian horses? No. <laughs> and even though I do run the system, just back all Aidan and Brian and all Jordan Custom runners in classics. So, But I'm try I was trying to be creative for the podcast. Yeah, no, that's 
that's good because uh, I've been a bit more creative than the others, but I just think the two thousand guineas is a bit. I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the trials, but I don't know. And I was also trying to find one that might run well in the trial and then cut in yeah. price, so you might be able to trade out as well. Yeah, yeah. So at one thousand guineas, um, of course, Santa Barbara is now horrendously short after. Um, a few words in the stable to write up. What is she now? 3.85, which is ridiculous. But hopefully it should make some uh, value elsewhere um, in the market. And, of course, she might win. Um, but that's very, very short anti-post at this period in time. Um, do you want to kick us off with the 1,000? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's especially short when you fit in this. She's only had one run, a maiden, on heavy ground. But, yeah, you've got, uh, yeah she's way too short now. Absolutely ridiculous price. Um, I thought it was quite interesting on on Aiden's um, stable tour thing he did with on at the races. I mean, obviously they've got so many horses they can't cover them all. But he only mentioned three fillies. Um, I just thought that was quite interesting. Obviously Santa Barbara is one, and, and another one of them who I like for this is Joan of Arc. Uh, obviously the pedigree's all there by Galileo. She's a full sister at Glen Eagles who won the Guineas. She's uh, marvellous. Happily was third in the 1,000 Guineas. Back in City, who was second in the Irish uh, 2,000 Guineas. So it's all there. And we've obviously seen her this season. She uh, she won on the first day of the flat season in Ireland. They obviously thought they want to get her out early because she only had one run at the back end of last year at Dundalk, where she was second. Um, she will probably go for a trial now. Um, there was quite there was a few people saying how it was a, an amazing performance on Twitter and stuff. I thought it was okay. I thought it didn't blow me away. I was hoping for a little bit more considering the pedigree. But again, she wouldn't she wouldn't have liked the, like the ground. She'll improve plenty for a better surface. Um, it's just it's a pretty obvious one to be honest. And she's still a decent price with Santa Barbara being back the way she has. You're getting Joan of Arc at like six. I think she's still available sixteen, so you can get seventeen point five in the exchange. Um, we got her men with Santa Barbara as well. Is uh, she's um, I think she's a half sister to uh, Iridessa, isn't she? And Order of Australia is it? Who won at the Breeders' Cup? Um, I don't know. By Camelot. I think I've got more written down there for the Orcs. Because I don't think she's going to win that. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be my first one, if you want to go second. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I really like is one you're going to mention, so I'll let you mention that one. I'll mention some different ones. Quite like Snow Lantern, just because of the profile of the dam. Let's go and find Snow Lantern. That's right on the 2nd of May. Snow Lantern's there at 20s at the moment. Um why did I like Snow Lantern? So she's by Frankel out of a dam called Sky Lantern. And you might remember Sky Lantern from kind of the early 2010s. So she won the 1,000 guineas in 2013 and the Coronation Stakes and the Sun Chariot, which is also a group on at Newmarket. She was rated 119 herself. Now, her other progeny, they've both been by Dabawi. They haven't been very good so far. Um, and this is her first offspring by Frankel. So I just thought there, um, again, I'm looking for potential. Um, a very high-quality dam by Frankel. You might sort of like to see Frankel starting to... He's been more of a mile and a half, sire probably, so far. But you'd like to see him trying to make inroads into the uh, the one mile and, and the guineas trips. So I quite like Snow Lantern. I'll take another one, and then I'll hand back to you. I also like a... Well, yeah, we'll talk about Monsoon Moon. Um, is Monsoon Moon on your list? Uh, not for the Guineas, no. Ah, well, yeah, probably that's why, yeah. But Monsoon Moon is by Kingman out of a dam called Scuffle. Now, she is the dam of Logician and Collide. Um, where is Monsoon Moon? There, we can get 60 on, from 26, 60 uh, on Monsoon Moon. Um I mean, yeah, maybe the Orcs trip is better or even the, um, somewhat longer. But I thought the Kingman influence might be uh, enough. And at the price, I did quite like Monsoon Moon. Again, very high quality pedigree. Um, 
un, un, very unexposed, untapped. Let's see what... I think Monster Moon will turn out to be a very good horse. Depends whether uh, she shows that in the 1,000 guineas or later in the season. Uh, throw back over to you. Um, yeah, I, I've not, I have got notes. I've actually, my notes for Monster Moon is... Uh, I didn't look at her for the 1,000 guineas. So they all, because I've just put Kingman and put a big cross next to it. <laughs> and that's why I put her for the 1,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was, might be a bit too soon. Yeah. But you, you don't know how far they're going to come on. Um, I'm looking for more sort of experienced sources for the for the 1,000 and 2,000 guineas. Um, but I do like, I've also got Snow Lantern written down for the Oaks. I think um, she's a big price for that. Uh, she ran a really nice race on her debut at Ascot. Um, yeah, the second one, it's another obvious one for the 1,000 guineas, and that's Shale for Donica O'Brien, again by Galileo out of. Uh, a 1,000 guineas winner, homecoming queen, so it speaks for itself, doesn't it? Um, very good two-year-old form. Was uh, Her and Pretty Gorgeous were kept beating each other, but she'll beat her on better ground, which you would be, expect to get sort of the start of May. Um, she's come from the Phillies Mile. We haven't touched on the, the races that are like good um, races for these Good trials, but obviously the Phillies Miles seen is probably the best one. Shouldn't run great in that, but again, the ground was pretty bad. Um, I, I, I had a slight concerns about her going for the Irish 1,000 guineas. Um, Donna don't think he was 100% sure in his stable to her, but again, it's all there on the page. Plus, she's got the form. If she went... She's, you know what I mean? She's likely improve her as a three-year-old being by Galileo. Her mum won the race. <laughs> it's just, and she's, again, 16's available. I don't, I don't know what she's in exchange. 17.5 as well, so... Yeah, pretty obvious, but still decent prices. Yeah, I've got a few others. Again, I want to shout out for pennies on the exchange. Um, Shari um, is by Dabawi, and the dam is Dabayeb. Huh? I've got a Shari written down, but I spoke to um, Sam who works for Godolphin and he said she might be going French Guineas. Oh, right. Because okay. I really liked the Shari. She was, I was going to tip her because she's like 33s and I was really impressed with her debut, but apparently she's in a group three in France because um, they want softer ground for her. So she'll go through a group three in France um, and then potentially the French, the Poulain, I think it's called. So. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd be very interested in Ashari as well, but she might be going in French games. Well, then this is a, a tip for the for the French equivalent then. So <laughs> um, we'll, we'll just say why we like Ashari then. So Hibayeb is the dam. She also had Wahida, who was a Newmarket Group 2 winner, won the Dahlia Stakes over nine in 2018, rated 112. Dam herself was a Group 1 winner over a mile, winning the Phillies Mile that you just mentioned. But when it was moved to Ascot um, in 2009, she also won the Ribblesdale over 12 in 2010 um, and is rated 114. So, Dabawi, high-quality dam. Um, yeah, any, any other, anything else to say on the Shari for the uh, French? No, that's, I, just, yeah, I just thought the Gordon French and that. Yeah, cool. I also like... Um, are we not mentioning... Have you got Darling written... For the Orcs, so we save that one because I'm going to back that one for this as well. Who? Um, the um, Radigunda is the dam. You'll know who it is. You're oh. obviously going, you're going to tip it for the Orcs. We'll oh, wait. Ali. Huh? Gosden Hearts. No, no. Well, it's all right. We'll wait. We'll come to it. Um, there's another one that I quite like, which is a bit of a rogue one, which is a Rafe Becker horse called Pamelo, which is in there at 75. Um, She's by Dabawi, and the dam is Emulus. Um, trained by Rafe Becker, dam also had Desirius rated in the 80s. Emulus herself was a Group 1 winner over a mile, rated 115. So, again, Dabawi, high-quality dam, 75 on the exchange. That's basically the angle. I've got one I haven't mentioned, but I expect we'll mention her for the Oaks, so I'll skip it. I've got a couple more written down to discuss that I'm not backing. Um, Go on. But do you know that... Galileo progeny have unfought the last five one thousand guineas. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why I've stuck with sort of Joan of Arc shale angle as well. 
But yeah, um, but it has to change at a certain point. Yeah, of course it does. Of course it does. But and I'm sure it will. But um, so yeah, just the Indigo girl. She's near the top of the market. So worth mentioning. Uh, obviously, she was second in the first. Huh? Box. She's um she might go France as well. Understuds up in the air. And then obviously we haven't even mentioned Pretty Gorgeous, literally second favourite, uh, who won the Phillies Mile. Um, I don't know. I'm just not really a fan. It's, I can't be putting that, but, um, my finger on it. But again, by Lawman, wouldn't really be a player that I'd be going crazy for. Uh, and she's just too short of a price as well. So yeah, the two for me, John of Ark and Shale, both 16s. Cool. Then the ones for me are um, Snow Lantern, um, Monsoon Moon, Pamelo. Are we not? To, are you going to mention Hopefully Darling later on? Yeah. Good. Okay. <clears throat> what about the Derby then? You can go first if you want. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Um. I don't know if I actually have anything for the... Oh, yeah, I do. I've got one. Um, no, I haven't. Nothing. No tip. No tip. No tip. Nothing to even discuss. I thought you were going to come with graphs and tables and that kind of thing. No, no. Not for the derby. Nothing for the derby. Wow. No. Natalie Paul's Classics pros- uh, podcast. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, obviously... Aidan O'Brien is the place to start. I actually cannot believe how many horses he's got for this. Like, just entered. And I just I was looked earlier, I tweeted it out. He's got 20 in the Dante. He doesn't even... He, that's not even one of his key trials. Um, so I'm just going to... Just going to talk about a couple and then just brush over a lot of them. Obviously, high definition is the favourite. It's hard to sort of put a damper on him. He's obviously been, he was impressive in both his, uh, both his starts so far. Um, he is a full brother to Innis Free. He's Galileo he's out of Palace, who was 102 rated. Uh, obviously, both of his starts, he's finished like an absolute train, so he's just going to improve going up and trip. But he's just too short now. I've just got no interest in backing him at, I think he's like three to one or something. Ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, Ignore him. Ah, someone's been stealing some money on the exchange. I'm going to be angry if it's you. <laughs> um, right, yeah. So so high definition, yeah. Too short. Um, Wembley is near the top of the market for this again. But I don't actually... I, I like him for the guineas, but I don't like him for this. His damn Inca Princess is actually only rated 84, which is a bit of a big negative for the derby. You want a black type uh, mare. Uh, he also, on Simon Rowland's piece that he did on class, potential classic courses, uh, it's quite interesting actually that Wembley, although he's by Galileo, he does stride like a 8-9 furlong horse. So, I mean, you, these Galileos do just seem to get the derby trip. It's not really a problem. But uh, that would put me off slightly, but more the damn. Max Sweeney's in the top of the market. He won the Vertum Futurity. He just looks like a mudlark to me. If you get if it starts raining heavily, uh, then he'd probably be worth backing. But I just I just can't have him. And Battlegrounds in top of the market again. He's by Warfront. I, I cannot see him getting this derby trip. Um, and Aidan Aidan Brown said he, he thinks he's a miler. Now there's a lot of other Aidan <laughs> O'Brien horses. Arturo Tuscany, Bullshy Ballet, Cleveland, Carlisle Bay, Wordsworth, many others, all potential massive improvers. Uh, but the one I actually like of the Aidan O'Brien horses is Van Gogh. Now, it's a bit of a different angle in terms of sires because he's by American Pharaoh, obviously um, Triple Crown winner. But he's also out of Imagine, who was um, an Oaks winner and rated 120. So obviously the pedigree is top-notch and he should um, have no problem with the mile-and-a-half trip. He's had quite a few races at two. He's a Group 1 winner. He won a Group 1 in France. He's a half to Horatio Nelson, um, who actually died in the derby. Um, but he was 121 rated Group 1 winner before then. 
the the whole family is pretty good. It's got loads of horses rated above one ten. Um, he's available at like twenty to one, so he's actually still half decent price, and he's already got top class form in the book. Um, Aidan O'Brien's been quite complimentary in his stable tour as well. Um, so yeah, I think he, I think of the O'Brien clan, I think he's interesting and still a backable price. Uh, Wordsworth is quite interesting. He seems to be the number when him and High Definition were in the same maiden. Wordsworth only ran once. And he seemed to be in the, the first colours. Uh, so, and he's a full brother. I think it's Kew Gardens. Um, yeah, but he's nicely bred anyway. He's still, he's like 50s. Um, he could be a massive improver. But putting all the O'Briens to the side, you know what I mean? He's going to turn up with probably five or six at least. So it's hard to, uh, it's hard to pin it down. And I think you've got to take on high definition. I've got a question for you. you. You sometimes turn up with a question for me. I've got a question for you. All right. All right. How many Derby winners do you think John Gosling has had? I can't remember many. Two? Two is correct. Good guess. Can you name them? No. <laughs> One you should know. One's relatively recent, but they, I don't think you know the other one. No, I don't know. No, well, the obvious one is Golden Horn. Okay. Yeah, and the other one was Benny the Dip, which I think was in 87 or something. Oh, well, we were one. <laughs> so I think it's time for another John Gosden derby winner. And there's one I really like. Or a Thaddy Gosden. Jo- yeah, John and John and Fady, yeah. John and Fady Gosden, I should say. Uh, yeah, I really like Dirab. So Dirab um, is uh, by Sea of the Stars, and he is out of concentric, which makes him a half brother to enable. To enable, yeah. So horses to follow. Ooh, well, yeah, you want to be following this one. Trust me. Um, so yeah, obviously top class pedigree. Sea of the Stars has had a Derby winner in Harzand. Obviously, won the Derby himself. So. Um, I loved Dirab's debut uh, Ascot over seven furlongs you know, he didn't win that day but he travelled like an absolute classy horse um, the winner was actually Labarosa who came out and won a group three on his next start and then went off favourite for a group one so I'm not worried about him getting beat by him good offense tend to be more forward um, on their debuts than a, than a John Gosden horse would be especially one that he wants to sort of take his time with uh, but if you watch it back, um, Dirab, he's, he's, he's barely asked a question, really. And he actually, if you look at the sectionals, because Ascot got the sectionals, um, he actually, I think he runs the final three furlongs even quicker than La Barossa, And it's literally just hands and heels. Um, the third and fourth look nice horses in that race. They've both come out and won since. Um, and the John, the John Gosden's, obviously John Gosden's only had the two winners. But if you look at his derby runners, they tend to only have one start at two. Tends to take his time. Then, obviously, Dirab didn't win his first run, so he, he can run in another maiden. So, what I'm hoping is he'll run in a maiden probably mid-April. And then, John Gosden t- tends to send his best derby chance to the Dante. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, Golden Horn won the Dante. Jack Hobbs was second in that same Dante. I think he's won it with Wings of Desire. He won it with Roaring Lion. Um, yeah, he, he tends to send a, a good one, or his good ones, to the Dante. Now, the Dante entries actually came out yesterday, and Dirab's in it, thank God. Um, so, so that was pleasing to see him in it. And I just think... Uh, this horse is going to be, I think he's going to be very good, and he is available at fifty to one. Is it? Places, yeah, not on the exchange. He's available and eleven's on the exchange. Well, okay. that's because you've just been taking it all. I haven't. Well, you took some because I backed in this morning at forty-eight on there, and that's gone. Well, we've not talked about this. He's just in my slides, so I mean, maybe I've got a bit on. You took something. <laughs> all the way down 
I'm on a, I'm on an average of forty-eight. Hey, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to crow about prices. No, it's not. It won't crow. It'll go back up. If you stop taking it and leave it, it'll go back up. I think there's some bots that just put like fibers up every now and again, and I keep taking it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sure he's fifties. If you can get on with with some of these bookies, let's have a look. It might, it might be forties. It's probably because I'm not actually logged in there, so I bet he's actually available for bigger. It's probably showing sure like right. Three places, fifties, bet three six five, bet Fred, Unibet, all fifty to one. Nice. I would suggest taking that. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I, ha- I haven't heard. We don't we only get stable tools from John Gosling, and I haven't heard anything. But the fact he's entered in the Dante, which is in six weeks, has to be a good sign. Um, uh, so yeah, he is like he's. Um, do you remember when I was chipping away at Gaia? Yeah. <laughs> this is the new project. Um, but basically. As soon as I see him entered, for uh, I presume he'll go for a maiden because he can. Uh, yeah, and then I'll start shipping more money onto him. Um, but yeah, really like him. Watch the Ascot race over seven furlongs. It's a good race. Like anywhere, there'll be loads of winners out of that, and he just looks like a nice classy horse. Um, so that that basically that maiden that maiden he's probably already ran to like mid eighties, um, and then Labra also came out and won the Group Three anyway. So yeah, really like him. Big price, you know what I mean. Gosden, I think Gosden's absolutely on fire at the moment, especially with his top class horses. Cool, very good. Um, right, so to the Yorks. Um, let's talk about hopefully darling then. So, by Frank, I'm probably going to back. I'm going to back this one for the uh, one thousand as well. But the Yorks is probably more the trip. By Frankel. Out, out of uh, a dam called Radigunda, um, who is also the dam of Nathaniel, interestingly enough. And it did make me chuckle a little bit because so you've got Frankel shagging the mum of Nathaniel. So it's kind of like if you're Nathaniel and it's like your enemy at school and then he goes and shags your mum. Or like the kid who was always better than you at footy and then they go and shag your mum. So um, very high quality breeding and it also made me smile. Um, any more insight on Hopefully Darling? Did you mention she's a full sister of Cracksman? No, I didn't. That's probably the key bit. <laughs> no, I, I, I was more intrigued by Franco Shaggin, Nathaniel's mum. She's not Frank. She's not Nathaniel's mum. Yes, she is. Radigunda is not Frank. Is not Nathaniel's mum. Let me have a look. You keep I'm talking then, and I'll see. I'm looking at. I'm looking at a progeny page now. She's not. In the <laughs> oh, well, that's good. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll talk about her because I actually know about her. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so, I got excited. Yeah, it's no, not Nathaniel's mum, is it? No, it's Cracksman's mum. Um, so basically, um, the, the Orcs, uh, again, the top of the market, it's this Santa Barbara, it's just. A stupid price. Now she make she may be the bloody best thing since sliced bread, but do you know what I mean? You're not getting any sort of value on her whatsoever. Yeah, you know I mean she's been priced up as if she's already a group one winner, really. Um I'm just trying to take some more money on Dira before everyone jumps on. Um so yeah, you've got to take her on. Also, it's quite interesting that Obviously, she's shortened up for this, but if you look at her her siblings, uh, Iridessa and um, Order of Australia, they are both by staying sires in Rule of the World and Australia. And their best trip seems to be a mile, maybe 10 furlongs for Iridessa. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's potential that she might not even see out this orchestra trip that well. Um, Erdogan O'Brien thinks she's got plenty of speed, so she, there's definite question marks there. And considering her price, like any question marks, I mean, they're going to count against her. Um, I thought the other 
obviously O'Brien's got plenty of horses. Again, I'm not going to touch on them all, so don't get upset if we haven't mentioned something you've backed. I remember last year someone got upset because they didn't mention one of the O'Brien horses, which did nothing. Um, so that's why we didn't mention it. Um, but yeah, uh, Empress Josephine, full sister of mine, they know one last week. She's relatively interesting, but again, I still wouldn't even be sure if she'd go over this. But I like I like the Gosden angle again in this. Um, if 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 O'Brien isn't winning the Orcs, it's probably going to be John Gosden, as we've seen uh, in the last few years with Annapurna and with Enable and Tegruda all winning it recently. Um, so yeah, I, I so I went and had a little look at his. And the, the best thing is about these Gosden horses, they're all massive prices still, because they've only had one run, some of them. Um, so, yeah, and also it's interesting with Gosden, the the all-weather angle, having one run on the all-weather all late in the season, obviously did it with Enable. Um, Annapurna had a run on the all-weather. I think it was a second start. Um, frankly, Darling last year, who was his Orcs horse, she had a run on the all-weather at Newcastle. Um so yeah, like he, he he's not afraid to send his his top class horses to the all weather. So that so to get me started, I'm gonna go on the tip Dialectable U, who's fifty to one in most places. I've actually been sniping sixty fives on the exchange because I got I got. Um, Stop it! What? Stop it! No, I'm saying it'll still be there um, because. I got them to add it. It's not there anymore. Yeah, no, but it keeps coming back. It must be a bot or something. It just keeps putting some money up on it. Um, but yeah, obviously she is a. She started off at Newcastle um, over ten furlongs, so she's a full sister to Two Down Hot. Uh, saw me da, Lati da, that kind of thing. So she's obviously top notch. She's by Dubawi. That could be a bit of a negative, I suppose, for the up. Um, nah. but, but clearly, clearly, she she has inherited uh, more of the stamina side, whereas Two Dan Hot obviously was like lightning, um, one over uh, seven and eight furlongs. She probably more in the mold of Latida, who went off. Who was I think she was anti course favourite for the Orcs, but got injured. I think she was went off favourite for the Saint Ledger and came second. Um, we're starting off dialectable you over 10 furlongs obviously suggests that she, you know I mean she's got plenty of stamina and that's what you want in your Orcs filly I just, one of my notes here is just lots of stamina you want a filly obviously these are only three year old fillies they're still at the start of the career so you want something that's going to be able to stay the trip um, and stay well as opposed to maybe potentially a sort of a, a speedier type 12 furlong horse so that Newcastle maiden was actually pretty good. There was some like a dolphin horses in there. There's a, a nice Mark Johnson Galileo horse in there who's come out and won since. And she's probably ran up to a mark of around 80 in that. So that was a nice start for her, I thought. Um, she's 50s, pedigrees all there. Um, second one, Tom's touched on, pattern getting the pedigree all wrong, uh, is hopefully Darling. <laughs> she she actually had a, a race, I think it was over seven furlongs at Newmarket. That was on heavy ground. I mean, she she wouldn't have been been in. Well, to be fair, she's by she out with pivotal damage, so she wouldn't have minded it. Um, the softer ground, but obviously not on debut. Um, she's a full sister, Cracksman. Obviously, top class horse. He was third in a derby. Probably should have won. As he, we found out how good he was later on in his career. So again, that's all there. She's fifty to one. Obviously, with these horses, you, it, you know what I mean. You, 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 you're guessing a little bit just off the pedigrees and what could happen, but you're getting, you know, what I mean, you're getting fifty to one instead of back in Santa Barbara, who's sort of a stupid price of three to one. Um, the other one who I thought was quite interesting, um, who I don't think loads of people will have heard of. Again, she's only had one run on the All Weather at Linkfield, and that was Evania. Ivania, she actually won on debut, um, which you know, I mean, a lot of John Gosden horses wouldn't win on debut. So, and she and she won pretty nicely, uh, beating another John Gosden horse who went off favourite. She is by Golden Horn. A lot of the Golden Horn progeny have been very stout spheres, and she's out of Hanami. 
um, who was, she was, she was uh, 110 rated at one point. She actually won a, a group two over 10 furlongs. Um, so there's a bit of stamina on the Dan side. She was out of a side called Hernando, who was um, a French uh, style. who's absolutely loads of stamina on that side of the pedigree. So yeah, she's, she's got plenty of um, plenty of stamina, uh, and I just thought the fact that she won first time up in a right maiden was was quite interesting. So they're the Gosden ones I like. I've got the Monsoon Moon Indigo Girl written down, but as I said earlier, Indigo Moon Indigo Girl might go French and also Strides like Amila uh, from that Simon's Run article, even though she's a full sister of Journey who stayed um, a trip. Uh, yeah, and Monsoon Moon, the um, the half to Logician, but I, 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 until I see it happen, I'm I'm not backing Kingman's to win uh, classics all the twelve furlongs. Uh, do you want to? Have you got any any others for this? No, now that um, I found out that Frankel didn't shag Nathaniel's mum, I'm just gonna not say. Well, to be fair, I think that would be. No, I wouldn't. I'm just thinking something else. Um, well, I've got a few of the notables that I've written down. I've got, I mean, other other ones that I'll talk about. I mean, Willow is, I've got Willow Oaks. That's a, a Brian Horse by American Pharaoh out of Peeping Form. Uh, Fawn, that myself was a group one winner over 10 and 12. Um, also had September, won a listed race at two, but only ran once in the UK and Ireland at three. Perhaps issues there. Quite liked the high-class pedigree away from Galileo for Comor in, the, uh, in American Pharaoh. Um, Snowfall is interesting as well. Deep Impact, Japanese sire, damn best of the world. She was a group three winner over a mile and a half in the Give Thanks Stakes at Cork in 2016. So there's a couple of notes on the couple more um, O'Brien ones beyond the ones you've said, nothing else. Yeah. Um, there's a few There's a few more that I've wrote down that are interesting. Um, Tiona, just a little bit of a different angle. Tiona, uh, Roger Varian horse. Really, really impressive on a second start um, at Newcastle. She stepped up to 10 furlongs and destroyed the field. Um, she's by Sea the Stars out of Ambivalent. It was a Group 1 winner over 10 furlongs, but she stayed 12. Uh, she's actually a half to Al Hilali. If you remember that, good orphan horse um, a couple of years ago. Um, she she looks, she looks like a pretty impressive horse. She's actually got a mark of 95, and if it did go for some... Handicap of ninety five, uh, absolute shoe in. But um, and she, but she was actually beaten on debut by Sea Empress, um, a William Haggis horse, who's also by Sea of the Stars. But she's only out of a seventy rated dam, and her full sister was only rated eighty three. Um, and I just think potentially Tiona stepped up, but she stepped up two furlongs, and she just might have improved massively the second time. But we haven't seen Sea Empress out again. So it'd be interesting to see what she does, but I couldn't have her for this until I'd seen something better. The pedigree's not great um, to be winning a classic. Snow Lantern, you mentioned earlier. I had a more down as a, a potential Oaks filly. Just see Frankel as more of a stamina influence. I know he won the Guineas and stuff, but he was pretty amazing, wasn't he? So, But his, his, his progeny have been... He's been getting more sort of staying types, really. They probably need to breed more speed into him. They need to send more than like five, six furlong mares. Um, but yeah, that that pedigree is just it's just top class, isn't it? It's just you know, I mean, Frankly, I like the Skyline, and uh, so yeah. And I did like her debut, as I mentioned. She's fifty to one for this, so again, big price. Uh, and then the last one I've written down was Noon Star. Um, the only uh, the only Galileo I fancy actually out of midday. Uh, obviously, mid there was top class. Um, full sister to mid term. She was impressive on her second start. I think it was at Nottingham. Um, obviously, her damn mid day was only beaten. Uh, she was second in Orcs, the Sariska. She was only beaten ahead. Uh, she's only going to improve up and trip and get some better ground. Um, she's not as big a price as the Gosden one. She's, I think she's 33s and 25s, so not a massive price. But again, that's a really nice pedigree. Uh, I like he's she's a Michael Stout horse, and there's another Michael Stout horse that I'm interested in in the Derby, but 
I mean, he hasn't had a derby winner or an Orcs winner for a long time, so I don't really know what to think about that. But yeah, the two the two I was definitely most interested in were Delectable You and Hopefully Darling, and I'm interested to see what Ivania does. Sure, her price might last a little bit longer with her not having the sort of high-profile uh, colours and not being like uh, so well-related as the other two, but... I mean, 50 to 1 and hopefully Darling and Delectable You, that's the kind of anti-force prices you want for a race like this. And we've had we've had good success in the Yorks. So I, the Yorks was the one I was actually most interested in. Um, apart from Dirab, he would be the... He's the one. I'm really up. Good. Very nice. So that's the uh, the first batch of classics. Are we going to talk about the Ledger or not? I haven't done anything on the Ledger. I haven't done anything. I'm so annoyed with the Ledger because... Anything you fancy just seems to get sold off Australia before the, the race. So, let's <laughs> oh, that one. So we'll we'll wrap it there. Um, we'll move into the second half. Um, where I'll actually wake up because this is the half that excites me. Um, horses to follow. Do you know who that is? I might add another one. Seeing as though you've uh, already mentioned Noble Dynasty, I'll get me tracker up. Maybe a bonus, a bonus one. Cool, good. Uh, do you know who that is? That is Celsius. Yes, it is Celsius. Get it. Well done. Just remember the colours. Yeah. Um, I'll kick us off then. Um, first one, Aesthetic or Aesthet, um, by Muraha out of a dam called Miss Brown to you. Um, get this one in the trackers. Three runs so far over six and seven furlongs. Finished 4th of 6th, 3rd of 11th, and 6th of 6th. Michael Bell has had multiple winners out of this same damn Miss Brown to you. Um, so Empowerment of Women was a maiden winner over 8.5 furlongs. Then the key aspects to this one. Big Orange, Group 1 winner, rated over 120, wins over mile and a half and 16 furlongs. And India, a three-time winner over 12 furlongs and rated in the high 80s. So you're going to get a horse here that will just be getting a handicap mark and has run over six and seven furlongs and needs to go over a mile and a half. And I think Aesthet should, uh, or Aesthet, he should get at least a, a couple of wins this season. Um, what you'll see in a lot of my selections is I'm hunting around for horrific maiden and novice form where the trainer has a homebred dam where they're used to kind of bringing on Kind of homebred horses and getting wins out of them. So I like this one. Hang on, two seconds, Mark. Yeah, I'll keep going. So it's that you get that one in trackers. Um, next one is on a similar theme. Um, Party Rebel um, by Acceleration. Dam is Naomi Galis. Um, Mark Johnson, kind of homebred. He's had this horse has had four runs, done nothing. Um, Mark Johnson has had a load of winners out of this dam. Um, Salt on Roma was a winner at two and the multiple winner at three. Outbacker who won a maiden at three. Rebel Assault was a multiple winner and won a decent class three handicap, was rated 87. And Alexander M, who won five times at three year old and is now rated in the 90s. So, same thing. Homebred dam trainer knows what to do with the progeny on the offspring of the dam, um, bringing them along and Going to get some wins in handicaps. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. You can, so I'll throw it back over to you then. So there's two from me, um, Aesthetic and Party Rebel to, to kick us off. You can go next. Um, and Aesthetic is, um, is in my tracker. I should let you know. So good start. So is that another uh, one I've busted from your tracker that you weren't going to tell anyone about? <laughs> That's my objective is to find things yeah. in your tracker. You're not telling people. I actually, uh, I forget because I, I went through all the, like last year's races like when I was bored in the winter and updated it all, so I haven't even looked at it for a couple of months. Um, so obviously I mentioned Noble Dynasty, half-brother of Barney Roy, but we've mentioned him. So and he could, also, he cost 3.6 million, you know, on a horse. Noble Dynasty. Not one um, well, I'm sure he got a mark. I thought I've thought written down. I know he got a mark of 89 or 88 or something. But then I've got a check and the, the marks disappeared. So I don't know what's going on with that. Anyway, my first one, uh, Legend of Dubai. Uh, I think 
I think these are Roger Varian arts. I haven't got the fancy graphics like you, Tom. I've just written it down on a piece of paper. Um, Legend of Dubai. He is by Dubawi out of multiple Group 1 winning dam, Speedy Bordy. Now, he's had three runs. Yeah, he's, he's a Roger Varian horse. Uh, he's had three runs and he kept bumping into some decent horses um, uh, on his way from those three runs. And he's managed to get a mark of 85, um, which is probably a bit of a gift, to be honest, um, looking at his pedigree and looking at the form of his races. Um, yeah, Speedy Borden was like rated 150. <laughs> um, he probably, he's been running over a mile, I'd expect he... Should probably maybe around like a 10 furlong horse. Uh, yeah, if they put him in a handicap of 85, I'd just steam in basically. <laughs> That's my first one. Go on, you can go again as well because I did two. All right, okay. Um, second one is a horse called Surrey Gold. Uh, You're Surrey... always asking about this one on Twitter, aren't you? Yeah, I was I was interested to know what they were going to do with it. I think it's still in the derby. Um, sometimes they go abroad and try and win like a ger- the German group freeze or something. Um, so he, again, he's another one who's had three runs. He's by Golden Horn out of Shemaya, Shemaya, something like that. Um, so she's had a few progeny. Uh, they've sort of peaked around hundred. Um, so pretty good. She's a Group 3 winner. I think she won a Group 3 over in Germany. Uh, now, this horse, um, Surrey Gold, won on its final start at the three-year-old, beating a Godolphin horse called Bridesmaid, coming from the back. It was pretty impressive, considering the mild trip is way too short for this horse, I'd imagine. Um, as I said earlier about Golden Horn, he's such a stamina influence, it seems, at the moment. Um, and his three-year-old, if you look at his stats of two-year-old to three-year-old, they just they just go through the roof. Like his, obviously, it's not the biggest of samples because he's done. I think he's only been a sire. His oldest horses are probably four-year-olds. Um, but they they went from they, their winter run uh, percentage was like above fifty percent, which was up there with like Galileo, Dubawi, and all that. And it's just obviously because they're improving for a bit of time and a trip. But yeah, he's he's only rated seventy five. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with him. As I said, he's, I mean he's still in a derby. They probably do have big aspirations for him. But I mean that mark is just there to be taken advantage of. He could rack up a sequence really. It wouldn't surprise me if he was ninety five hundred horse, no problem. Um, so yeah, he's he's a nice one. Good. Uh, we'll go back. I'll come to the first of my George Scott horses. I like George Scott. I think he's um, a bit of a tinker. I think he's a bit of a scumbag. He gets a uh, very good first time out or second time out in a handicap. So he's basically just getting him handicapped in uh, maidens and novices, which is lovely. Um, by Dandy Man, Damas Azar, uh, three runs, third of eighth, fourth of eighth, and eighth of twelfth. Um, Dam of this horse was a maiden winner over six furlongs and was rated in the high 80s. Um, and again, it's a thing like decent pedigree. George Scott is doing scummy things. If you go and look at his first time in a handicap record, you can see it there. 15 from 74, 20% strike rate, plus 39. 15 wins against 10.8 expected. Um, I imagine George Scott will be able to make something work in early handicap starts with Mel's flyer. I have then another George Scott horse, Tribuna Uffizi, um, by Zoffany, who sadly we lost last year and was one of our favourite sires um, out of a dam called Bunhood. Um, been garbage so far, three runs, 7th of 9th, 8th of 12th, 10th of 10th. Again, very good trainer, first time out in a handicap. Should have a mark now or be coming out, um, you'd expect, in the next couple of weeks or months for a handicap run. The dam has had Babbles Boy, who's rated 99, Sack rated 104, and Sal rated 82. Um, it's also had a load of crap that rated 1560, but um, Zoffany, Hood, George Scott in an early handicap. All good. Both of those two will win 
their on their first two handicap starts. I expect. Back over to you. Okay, yeah, it's um, a bit of a pretty obvious one here, but I thought it was uh, with a, a certain horse being winning all these big races. I thought it was quite appropriate. That's and my next one is Third Kingdom for John Gosden. Now, this horse could potentially be Mishrif Mark Two. It's the same uh, owner, the same sire, um, similar sort of two-year-olds campaign. He um, he's actually got some really nice form. He was third uh, at Sandown behind Etonian and One Ruler. Obviously, we mentioned One Ruler. Um, for the 2000 guineas, and he was right behind them. He was on a short head behind one ruler. Uh, in fourth, three lengths behind was Flying High, who's another nice horse. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, by Make Believe, who's sort of the sire of the moment, really, I suppose, with what Mistress's been doing. Um, he's out of a Group 1 winning mare, uh, who, was, who was a multiple Group 3 winner as well, so pretty good. He then, on his final start, because um, he hadn't won, he'd come third twice, he went to Newcastle and won a pretty poor race, to be honest, but I mean, he did it in a canter, it wasn't hard. He's got an opening mark of 88. Now, he's a, definitely going to be a group horse. <laughs> uh, so, 88 is going to look pretty slim. Don't know what they'll do with him. Um, I mean, Jesus, 88, they can do do anything really um but yeah i mean it's, it's the kind of horse that i get annoyed with because he's off the mark of 88 and they'll they'd run him in like a listed race or something and he'll just then he'll be rated over 100 but um yeah he's a really nice horse cool you can go again we'll do two all right well i've, well, I've only got two more left then really um so yeah this this is a, a four-year-old i'm putting up here who only who's only had two starts this is quite an exciting horse, I think. Um, called Hydros. Um, How do you spell it? H Y D R O S. Got it. Yeah, so he's by Franco, out of Trojan Queen, which makes him a half brother to Sangarius. He, um, so. He, he only had, uh, is he a four-year-old now or is he five-year-old? Can I see on your he's screen? Four-year-old, yeah. So he's only had two career starts, even though he's a four-year-old. So I'm guessing he's they've taken the time with him or maybe maybe he had some niggling issues. But on, on his debut at Doncaster, um, he was second to, to Magical Morning, who's a John Gosling horse, who's he's rated 97, I think. He's probably going to be sort of a listed type horse this year. Uh and that was over a mile. Now, the the most amazing thing about this hydros is obviously he's got the nice pedigree by Franco, uh, out of Queen, House of Sangarius, by the by. His stride data is insane. His peak stride was 27.39 feet. Oof. I think that is the biggest I've ever seen. What um, was Logician? Because he was long. I, I don't know, but it's, he was 27 something. Yeah, oh, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely insane. But then, but then you look at his frequency as well, right? His frequency is was like an average of two point one six, which so that what that basically means in stride and terms, this horse could probably get two miles, no problem. He is running against an out and out miler, and he actually finished quicker than him. So this horse. Um, Logicians is actually that big from the Doncaster run. Oh, that could be the average, though. He might have peaked higher. Um, There's a big run, he's had a really big run at one point. He, I mean, he's high 25, 25.88. Um, yeah, so, so this, so this Hydros, he's he like he's he's definitely gonna be well from his stride there, anyway. Obviously, I've already spoke about Frankel getting horses that um, want a bit of a trip. Like, I think I think it's, like, pretty incredible, to be fair, what he's done there. If you check the sectionals as well, he's actually quicker than... I mean, he's carrying £7 less because Magical Morning had a penalty. 
And then he's just gone and won an easy race at Pontefract. But I think, like, he's marked disappeared as well. But I had him written down with a mark of around 91. Anyway, but that, this horse, like, I have no idea how good he could be, but he could definitely be an Ebor horse this year if that's the route they went down. Like, he's going to stay the trip. He's yeah, eat the ground. Um, just, yeah, really excited to see. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully he's all right. He's only had two starts, but... Yeah, interested to see what they do with him. Uh, that striding is really like out of this world, to be fair. So, and maybe that's why they've taken so long with him because he, he must be huge, like in the flesh. But yeah, he's—I think he's really interesting. Hydros. He's a stout. He's with Michael Stout as well, so like obviously he tends to take his time. So he could, yeah. be, he could be an absolute weapon over like very nice over um, distance. You're clearly excited by him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with him. I think we've kind of taken a different angle with horses to follow. Like I'm looking for things that are rubbish that might win off 60. <laughs> yeah. A mark of 50. Um, but this one actually isn't yeah, that. But yeah, um, but Tom, they're the ones I like to keep. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly, I'm yeah. I'm not going to give the gold away when I've got... I, I, mean, to, I mean, to be fair, like, they're all pretty well-known horses, the ones I've said, but... yeah. This they've, got, one, uh, they've got stupid marks, some of them. This one, uh, quite like, this one isn't one of them, um, but Persaria by Equiano and out of Persario, two runs, fifth um, on both run, but is a full sister to the Tin Man. And of course, um, James Fanshawe is very good with sprinters. Um, he's done very well with horses out of this damn Pesario. He's had uh, the Tin Man, of course, a multiple group one winner. Indian Tigress, who's a dual winner, is rated in the high 80s. Um, if So, who was a treble winner, was rated 91. Deacon Blues, who was a multiple group winner and won the uh, champion sprint stakes at Ascot and was rated in the 120s. So whatever Pesaria ends up doing, if they get a handicap mark for that horse, then... Um, I can imagine she's going to come out and do some nice things in some handicaps, some sprint handicaps. So definitely one for the tracker there. Got another one um, from Fanshawe as well. Pookie had one run, I think, start of March. Um, by Twilight Sun out of Ferenz. And Fanshawe's had a load of winners from Ferenz as a dam. Uh, Isla Verde won on debut. Green Monkey, four-time winner. Mazzini, who was a multiple winner, rated over 100. Harry's Bar, who was a multiple winner, rated over 100. And who was also one of the favourites in one of the all-weather um, races. Moved from Fanshawe to Edo McGuinness and is back on Good Friday. And really fancied in one of the races at Erlingfield. And also Lady Eleanor, who was a novice winner, was rated in the 80s as well. So we've only seen one run from Pookie, but I expect Pookie to be pretty decent. You'd expect high 70s, 80s when you look at the uh, the pedigree and the quality of the other uh, horses out of the dam. And Fanshawe knows how to bring them along. Well, pretty good. I'm, I'm, well, I'm sure you put up Lady Eleanor in the same section last year and she won at like I did. fives. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Back to you. Uh, I, yeah, I haven't really written any more down now, so I'm just looking at my tracker. Um... Uh, a, I don't know which one to say. This, what I was taking note of last year is when they were giving out handicap marks for two runs. Like Jesus, like some of these horses were getting outrageous marks. Uh, but I'm now looking at them, and the handicap marks have disappeared. Like, I don't yeah, know. I think they're going. They might get reevaluated. Not, yeah. So that's a bit of a nightmare actually if that happens. Um, but, right, if you if you are done, I've, I've got a few more. And we've gone over an hour, so yeah, go on then. You just you just carry on. I'll just I'll take us home. Um, Bagdor, Bellardo out of Ravensburg, three runs, fifth, sixth, seventh. Um, another trainer angle a little bit, but Chris Wall is very good. Um, training horses first time out in handicaps or in the early handicaps. Twenty nine out of hundred and eighty, sixteen percent plus ninety one. Versus 21.9 expected wins. He um, also trained a horse out of Ravensburg called Black Lotus, who had figures of sixth, sixth, fifth uh, on his first three runs. Then started off in handicaps on a mark of 61 and was third of 12th on handicap debut. 
Okay, but then one next two starts and was second on his remaining uh, three-year-old starts and ended up going from 61 to 77 over the course of his three-year-old season um, and is currently rated 91 and ran in a group three at Newmarket uh, last October. So, um, yeah, so from Chris Wall, trained Dan Ravensburg, did exactly the same thing with this Black Lotus, three very quiet runs in maidens and novices and then just came out and just banged through handicaps over the course of three-year-old season and i expect chris walt to do a very similar thing with Bagdor. um next one is jim boyle hope springs muckadram uh, out of spring clean one run finished ninth with a terrible op <laughs> um, rpr like um, similar thing, Boilers trained a load of winners out of the dam spring clean. Hoover, who was a multiple winner rated in the 70s. Clearing, a four-time winner rated in the 80s. Black Bess, five-time winner rated in the 90s. Shining, a two-time winner in the 70s. And Bonus, a winner in the 60s. Muckadram, decent. Boyle obviously either has the dam at home, this is a homebred, or knows very well when he's buying from uh, horses out of spring clean. So similar thing, we'll get a handicap mark and then I expect this horse to be winning over five and six for Jim Boyle this season. Uh, another one, you can, and it's all a similar thing, but having Gore by Helmut out of medal, two runs last on both uh, starts so far. Uh, Paul Darcy has had a number of winners out of this damn medal. Little Jazz, who's a two-time winner in the 60s, rated in the 60s. Diana Theon, who's a two-time winner, rated in the 60s. Anastasia, who's a multiple winner over six, rated in the 70s. They waited with uh, that horse until Handicap Nurseries later in the season and, and won a couple of races with that. Um, Dolly Dupree, who was a winner over seven and eight, rated in the 50s. Now, you see that these are not high-quality horses, but again, I just reckon they're just handicapping, finish nowhere in the novices and maidens. They'll get a mark in the 50s and 60s and expect... Um, Paul Darcy will win with this have and go in a handicap at a fairly decent price. That's it. And then I've got their app. <laughs> Very good. Good. Who's your uh, who's your selection for the uh, like you want one horse to take out the podcast? I like the rap. The rap. The rap wins the derby. Lovely. Beats the um, O'Brien. Contingent O'Brien trains these horses, they all run to around 120, 125 max. They're just the, or they're all clones, they're all the same. He's very susceptible to a top notcher, a 130 horse. And I think, I mean, to be fair, you, you don't need to be anywhere near that to win a derby in the past few years. But you know, I mean, when goes to the he had Golden Horn, obviously, when running won the arc and stuff like. This could be another one of them. It's all there, taking his time. Well, well, yes. I'm. I just hope. I'm hoping. I, I was looking at the sort of cracksman and how we did it with him and how we did it with uh, Golden Horn and that. I'm. I'm hoping for like a, a run in mid-April, um, and then obviously out the Dante. The Dante is key. Yeah. That's when we will find out because I presume. I think uh, cracksman. Uh, uh, I think Golden Heart, I think they both won their first start, so they had to then run enlisted company basically around that April date. Um, and then obviously Golden Horn won the, won the Dante. Cracksman didn't go to the Dante, he went a different route, but um, yeah, that's the, so. But they will probably go a maiden, bolt up, and then go into the Dante, and then we'll uh, know if we're on to a live one. Cool. Good. Mine's probably that bag door. <laughs> bag door. What is, what's that off? I recognise that. No, I don't know. We'll just win at least two races this season. <laughs> cool. Good. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. See you later. Goodbye.